This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 471 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and joining me on Skype from Melbourne, Victoria from Creative Photo is Glenn Lavender. That's right. Jeez. Yes, I win one did, out of one. I did not I'm, even I'm, want the domain name mentioned. There you, what, you th- go. This, this, this pub quiz is really easy. <laughs> now all the answers so we're, far. We're missing that one. We're really missing that. Missing what? <laughs> Our trivia nights. <laughs> oh, see, I've got. I said, oh, so I'm only one for two now. I didn't get that answer right. <laughs> How have you been? I'll probably get, I think I can get this one right. Hang on a sec. Um, <laughs> how long do I have? Um, Five seconds. Um, I've been good. Is it, <laughs> well is that done. the correct answer? He's is that got the correct it. answer? He's got is it. Is that the correct, correct answer? He's got it. Two right. out of three. Two out of three. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, dear. Have I been? Yeah. Have I been? Tell you what. Yeah. Listeners don't want it. The listeners are sick to bloody death of hearing about me. How about you talk about me for a while? <laughs> and you tell me what I've been up to for the week. Because <laughs> damned if I can hardly remember. <laughs> right. Okay. It's like they're all blurring into one Bruce. They're all like just one long day. Right. Doesn't doesn't it feel oh, you Have you know been out of the house? The real... No. Why not? <sighs> I think it's overrated. <laughs> I can't breathe. That's not. It's not totally true. We did form a convoy the other day, yeah. uh, and drive past one of our one of my daughter's friend's house, who was a thirteenth birthday, stuck in isolation and all upset and sad. So us and all the friends drove by in cars, honking horns, and uh, handmade signs out the thing out the windows. So if everyone else could go out, why couldn't she? Well, has no she, one's has she been sick? You're not, well, you're not supposed to really be. No, you're not supposed to be really visiting people. Ah, yeah. Well, everyone's being super cautious. You know? Right. And we've got friends who've got whose whose family have uh, yeah elderly people in it who are fragile. You know all that sort of stuff. So yep. if you don't need to visit, if you don't need to be in somebody else's house, yep, probably shouldn't be. Right. Frankly, yeah. And that's that sort of and me and all everyone I know. That's the kind of the. Um, the, the the gambit we're taking of this thing. Right. Yeah, theoretically, yes. Yeah, theoretically, we can go visit up to five people. Yep. But we're not going to because right. it's just ain't worth. Yeah. Fair enough. Plus, as I said, it's hard. To, it's hard to even motivate to even move now to to, to leave <laughs> the domicile. So used to it. <laughs> other other than to go and hunt together, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. You know, I had to, I, so I had to I had to do a drive. I think it was last week. I had to take my father-in-law uh, to help move my father-in-law from the house into his car because he fell over. Right. Yes, you mentioned and that. Yes, yeah. that's that last week. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, he's still in hospital. Yeah. He got air ambulance. Just he got air ambulance yesterday in the helicopter. Why? Oh, this is what I want to know. They were flying him from. We're moving from one one hospital to a rehab facility near, closer to his house. Oh, okay. A rehab uh, facility, his hospital. But they flew in by helicopter rather than by ambulance. I was going to say, how far is it between these two places? I don't know, fifteen kilometres, twenty kilometres, maybe. What? And they twenty-five, maybe. I know. So I'm thinking, unless they're moving, they're having to move a supply of beer for the night's party. I don't. Know. I was going to. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, was this the, the case of? Oh, we we had a full run going one way, but we had an empty one going back. So we'll I'm thinking something we'll something's going on. That yeah. You know, okay, you've got you've got a banged up knee and a broken elbow, and uh, air ambulance. <laughs> but we've got a spare seat, so you might as well have it. <laughs> 
It does seem a bit odd, I have to say. It was, it was, um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Funny. But, but you knew he was safe and, and well because he was, uh, he was liking things on my Facebook wall <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> an hour later. So you knew it arrived, you know. Um, no, so I've been, I've been moderately busy this week. My, okay. My, other than, other than homeschooling, of course. Yeah. Um, I did my, my live broadcast with Tamron the other day. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, other than stupid technical issues, it was good. Yeah. We did three hours of tests. Yeah. Technical tests. And as soon as we went live, there's no sounds. Oh. <laughs> like three hours of, perf- well, the first two hours it was crap. And then we, fo- we nailed down all the settings and all the stuff. And then um, it was garbage. And then it froze a few times, so it was a bit tricky. But it's up there. I think I think they've reloaded the video, and it's up there for people to watch. I've got, I've got links. I've sent you links. Right. So there's a link if anyone wants to watch that Tamron live, me waffling on about taking portraits in the house. Yep. There's that one. And then uh, I think it was Saturday morning. I did uh, live in the camera store in Colorado in in America. Right. Talking on travel portraits. Yep. So I sent, the, I sent the link through for that, for Englewood cool. Camera Store. Now I've been asked to do a, a, another live or a shoot to, go, to be broadcast for the Scouts. The Scouts are having a massive indoor camp weekend after next. Right. And part of it is they've got to go around to these sites. And um, uh, there's lots of like science sites, there's art sites, there's uh, online. They go and they click areas that they're interested in do, do uh, projects. Right. So I've got to film... I've got a film about projects on portraits. Um, well, it's actually the kids are going to present it because they're scouts and cubs. They're going to present it. Uh, they're going to photograph each other. I'm going to film them and direct them. And then yeah, if, if, if you go to their thing, there'll be set a challenge to go and photograph someone in their family or whatever with either their iPad, their phone, or a camera or whatever they've got. So, yeah, right. So I've got to film that this weekend, which is good. Then there's talent night as well at the same bloody camp. So I've also <laughs> got, to film, I've got to film my eldest playing piano. Yeah. And then the 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 young the other two the, the two have decided to do a um, a dad joke off <laughs> where they tell they tell dad jokes to each other so you can make the other one laugh. <laughs> so I'm going to film that as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a busy weekend coming up too. I had a busy week last week and a busy so how, week. So how are week. your videography skills? Oh, pretty poor. <laughs> what are you going to be using? Oh, just my iPhone with okay. no, no no microphone. Yeah, yep. cool. So quality stuff. Um, it was funny watching the video. It's funny watching the video back from the Tamron live thing because I had to have my daughters film it. So right. yeah, there's there's my twelve year old's fingers keep slipping onto the lens, <laughs> and and she has a bit of a sniffle. So every thirty seconds, it's yeah. And then then the other one's all shot from my nine year old, so it's like three feet lower than me <laughs> shooting up <laughs> uphill the whole time. So so that they were they were kind of funny. So by comparison, I reckon these ones are going to be good. Right. Yeah, so, so it's all relative compared to like your yeah your George Lucas probably yep. pretty crappy, <laughs> but compared to a nine year old putting sniffing and putting a finger over the lens, probably gonna do okay. Excellent, probably. Excellent. Uh, and I I put some photos up on this week up, to, uh, up on mine this week. I took a couple of years ago that I've never never really shown. Oh, all the Bangladesh with. rubbish tip stuff. Rubbish tip photos. You have kids working in a rubbish tip in Bangladesh. Yeah, right. And. Um, yeah. So never, when you say never, when you say working in a rubbish tip, doing what? Uh, well, scavenging, scavenging, basically trying right. to find anything that's edible, salvageable, sellable, recyclable, anything that can somehow get a dollar or a, sh- a couple of shekels out of. Right. So they're they're forage. They have a, they basically have a, a, a hook 
a metal, a bit long metal hook made out of like a coat hanger. Yep. With a piece of wood on one end, and just go through and just scurry through with a plastic with a bag and try and fill the bag up with anything that's got any chance of being sold. Wow. And then they, they, and the whole family's working it. Yeah. You know, and then they go, the family gathers what they've taken and they take it to somebody who gives them pittance for it, and that pittance keeps them going. Yeah. Right. So there's obviously quite a wealth divide in Bangladesh then. Um, there's obviously wealthy not, people who are throwing this stuff out, and then there are the poor people. Oh, but we're not ta- we're not talking about. Uh, I didn't see anything of any value. I, I did see a few photos laying on the ground. Right. So that's about the most valuable thing I saw. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any. We're talking. We're talking a tip from the low, low rent, low, low level of society anyway. Right. Not many, and we're talking about, this is a rural tip. This is in the middle of nowhere. It's not near a city or anything. This right. is in the middle of nowhere. So it's not a it's not a tip full of, yeah, coming from your affluent suburbs. Oh, okay. And I'm not, frankly, and not, not to disparage uh, the Bangladeshi folk, uh, but there isn't the divide there that you would see in an India or uh, a China where you see half the people drive in China to get a Beijing and everyone's driving an Audi A8, yeah, you know, two hundred thousand dollar vehicle, and uh, there's not that, dis- that 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 disparity between. And if you're not driving an Audi R8, you're uh, pushing a rickshaw. Pretty much, yeah, and and, and there's a massive massive disparity in in some of those countries, but yeah. not so much in, in Bangladesh. Yeah, I'm sure. I said there are the wealthy there. I'm sure there are, but yeah, proportionally. Uh, is a lot more people, you know, and lower, lower, low middle class at absolute best, or you know, slightly lower than that, you know, uh, struggling to survive. Yeah. So, what made you decide to post these photos? No idea. Right. But you obviously got good engagement from them. Well, I got engagement, and and and, um, and so I so I put them up there. I explained my my rationale for why I'd taken so I mean it's a couple of years to, to post them is you, know, you, you don't want to be seen to be exploitative you don't want to be sure. seen to be reveling in someone else's misery you yeah. don't want and, but as I said clearly you know, we went there we talked to the people we laughed a bit with the people we we you know, photographed everybody we weren't oh just let's just photograph the kids yeah we're photographing everybody who was there um, laughing with them one of one of my customers fell over into a pile of rubbish or pile of wet maggot filled water frankly Ugh. um and so we laughed at her and everyone laughed at me yeah. <laughs> so so it was it was actually a, a quite a um uh, the feel was okay in there i didn't feel that we were poverty tourists or anything yeah even though obviously there was a massive disparity between us yeah uh it, it was very much humans meeting humans yeah uh, and as the old saying goes, there but the grace of God go I. Mm. So I felt okay with the actual being there and the doing. I don't know if I'd go back. Yep. But probably, not, but I, not high but maybe on your I list of tourist destinations. No, but maybe, but maybe, but maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. This, this is the this is the, the dilemma of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, not going back says what about you? Going back says what about you? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the, the constant dilemma. You know, and and this is the only time I've ever taken a tour group into a location like this. Right. Uh, never, never anywhere, never anywhere in India would we go into. Now we've been into. Uh, I wouldn't go into a slum as an example. Yeah. Uh, on tours, I don't. We, we don't do go into slums, but we have been into encampments like nomadic people's encampments, which are pretty yeah. threadbare. Yeah. Uh, but that's. But that's because uh, they're yeah. travelling light, not. They're, they're, they're travellers. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're exactly, and um, yeah, that's not. Yes, yeah, so, but that's a very different 
feel and, and dynamic all together again. Yeah. So I've had no problem going back into an encampment again. Yeah. And I had no trouble taking a group of people into an encampment, but I don't know. I, I, I would probably go back in the tip by myself. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd take a group in with me because I, I, I know how I feel and think about things. I can't guarantee how others feel and think about things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it was a friend, I don't, you don't know a person's inner true self enough to, to, that I would want to take somebody into a place like that. Yeah. So I put the photos up, but at at the same time, uh, urged if you feel strongly about seeing these photographs, here is, and I didn't put a link to a charity, I put a link to Bangladesh charities. All these charities are working different aspects of helping out people in Bangladesh. So, hey, if you feel strongly enough, check these out. Maybe think about making a, a, a little donation towards yep. this, you know, yep. uh, so making a bit of a call to call to arms as well. But there was some good, robust discussion about, and all positive. There's no, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. It was all, how we wouldn't have known this existed if he hadn't shown us. Thank you for the, for the honest capture of these people. Oh, it's nice stuff. So yeah. much so that I put a second set of photos up. Yeah, right. Because then I felt like maybe... If I and I've still got more, but if I did if I didn't um, post other photos, you know, of other people who hadn't who hadn't been in the first set of photos, well, maybe I'm dishonouring the the time I spent with them and photographing them to not show them. You know what I mean? Say that again. Well, I felt that because there were people in the second batch of photos that weren't in the first batch of photos, right? That if I didn't post their photos as well, I was dishonouring the time that we spent together. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, by not by not even bothering to ever show them, you know. Yep. What was it? What was the purpose if if not to get the images out there, kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. And then I posted a third set, not <laughs> a, set, a, set of, a set of two photos because there was a photo of of, of a of a boy and a girl uh, walking along with their garbage bag, uh, and they were smiling and laughing at each other, and they would have been, I don't know, eight and nine years old. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, kind of hard to tell. Um, but somewhere in that sort of age. And a, a girl's a woman posted, regardless of circumstance, look how happy these kids as kids are. In this one moment you capture them anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Well, I've got a photograph of them playing chasey later on where they're chasing each other. And the boy's chasing the girl, the girl's got this massive shit eating grin on her, on her face as she's <laughs> running away from him. Typical kids, you know. And so she goes, Oh, I'd love to see that. So I posted those photos as well. Just yeah. to to nice. show that because you know, at the same time that's a link to our reality that people can really easily understand. Yeah, it's very easy to disassociate yourself and, oh, those people live such a different life. They're very different from us. They don't know what, they, they, yeah, they don't have an experience like we have. And then you show two kids playing chase, it's exactly the same, you know? Yeah. So it kind of, kind of brings worlds together somewhat or, you know, or experiences of our worlds together, I thought, quite well, so... So it was an interesting yeah, exercise nice. in, in thinking about your photography and why you do what you do and why you photograph the things you photograph. And but so I must have said I've been sitting on it for two years. So, <laughs> but I've had yeah. Whilst the kids are bloody doing school, I've got some time to sit on a computer and look at a few photos here or there. So yeah, cool. So yeah, anyway, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my week. That's been my week. And what about yourself? Have you had any drama, <sighs> mate? I. <laughs> I had a viewer of my Dark Table channel leave a comment which just had me scratching my head. It wasn't me. No, I know it wasn't you. Okay. 
I'll read it out to you, okay? Now, I'm 63 episodes in of the Dark Table channel. It probably takes me around, I'm going to say, four hours per episode. Is that how long they run for? I'm surprised you've got any any listeners, (laughs) any viewers. I'm I'm talking like, you know, research, recording, editing, upload, and then... Trimming trimming the nose hair. All the notes, all that stuff. No, no, trimming the nose hair. Yeah. Because that camera angle goes right up your nose. Yeah, not anymore. But probably about (laughs) four hours per episode on average. So we're we're looking at 240, 250 hours of my time and effort that's gone into this so far, right? That's like like 10 days. Yeah, yeah. So this guy commented on episode 38 and goes... I can understand you want to have money for the work you do. I truly understand that, but this is getting ridiculous. Soon you talk more about Patreon than about the videos themselves. I have enjoyed the first 30 or so videos till you started with that. Now I don't know if I continue watching them. Maybe I will just see what videos you still have after this one. And only if the subject is interesting for me, I will watch it. The others I will just skip. I hate that because I really love Dark Table and want to know more about it. You started <laughs> off with great explanations of parts of the program, but as said, now it is just about how to get more money. If I can be bold, you messed up at least for me. <laughs> now, this is someone who doesn't support me on Patreon, so he's. Enjoyed that was a, yeah. 38 episodes for free and wants to have and a can, And can still enjoy for free. There's exactly. no obligation to, to pay. Exactly. <laughs> and then only about a, about a day and a half after that, I get an email from someone who says, oh, hi, Bruce, you know, really enjoying your, um, your, your Dark Table videos, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I've mucked around with the CSS file and come up with this alternate theme because I don't like a dark background. I find it difficult to see on a dark background. I thought you meant a, th- I thought you meant a theme to your videos. That's what it no, 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 no. no. So a, a CSS theme for the application. So you can uh, you can get in and edit the CSS and change the colours of the text, the background, the sliders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, you know, I, you know if, you, if you want to share it, you know, I've attached screenshots and I've attached the XML file if you wanted to share that so people can edit it and you know, do their own thing with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, great. So I've written back to him and gone, yeah, sure, that's great, you know. And then I realise it's the same guy. Same guy! <laughs> <laughs> so in one breath he's telling me how crap it is that I'm, you know, promoting my Patreon channel. And then a day and a half later he's sending me, a, you know, stuff and going, you should put this in your next video. <laughs> Well, he wasn't asking for money for it, at least. Not like you. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, that just had me scratching my head. <laughs> we, forgot to me- we-, we forgot to mention our Patreon tra- channel. So you- so oh, that gets, a mention- that gets a mention in every episode. Does it really? Yes, it does. Jeez, I'm going to stop listening if you keep doing that. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> down does it really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Yes. Oh, so I yeah. learn something every day. <laughs> yeah. 
beginning, end, in the middle, multiple times? One no, time? No, just one time. Here? I've got a, I've yeah. pre-recorded a little 15, 20-second promo, and I, I find somewhere in the middle of our nattering on where I can get a clean edit point, and I split it I up. Hope, and I, I hope you're not disrupting the flow of the quality stuff, Bruce. That's right. No. Yeah, I hope you're waiting for a lull <laughs> between the good stuff and the not so good stuff. That's Finding right. that sweet moment. That's there's it. Few, there's a few seconds where you know, you're talking as an example. It's <laughs> <laughs> to pop it in there because, you know, yeah. so anyway. that's the way to do it. Oh, well, good on you, Bruce. Is that working? I haven't, I haven't looked. Anyway, let's not talk. Let's not talk money. How much have we got? <laughs> no, don't talk, don't talk money. No, no, it could be. Could be bad. So, uh, how's your week been? Other than that, doofus. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, um, so you will recall that uh, last week I was at the tail end of a disastrous attempt at recording an audio book. Yes. Uh, so we we basically canned that whole attempt at that book. So that's that's good, isn't it? We basically yeah, we basically threw it out and said no, no. That's good. It means you've got it in the can. Is that what you mean? No, we were throwing it in the can. It was just horrible. okay. We, see, problem is you people with your it's oh, it's in the can. That's usually a good thing. Yeah, okay. no, it's in the fair can. Enough. as a bad. See, that's confu- yeah, that's fair, confusing. That's confusing us all now, Bruce. We we threw it out the window. <laughs> uh, so we we then organised to get the narrator who had you know attempted to record the book uh, to come to Sydney. And we got him in the studio Monday morning, and by yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, he'd finished the book. So in three days, oh. I'd previously been at eight days and was only two-thirds of the way through it with him working remotely. Um, yeah, so it's been a much more productive week this week. And, uh, yeah, well, it's that's good. Thursday night now, and we will probably get this book delivered tomorrow, so it'll be done within the week, which is great. Ooh. So, yeah. That's going to make a... A big relief? Yeah, massively so. Massively so. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. So, that's been my so week. So, you, you can go into the weekend stress-free. Exactly. Good exactly. Huh? That was a nice way to start, yeah. isn't it? Have you been going out? Have you... Have you, have you, have you, um, you know, I, well, you... I haven't, simply because, I, you know, by the time I get home, it's after six o'clock and it's dark because it's winter. And so, you know, you come home, you have dinner, watch some TV and go to bed. So yeah. week nights no, but uh, on the weekends, we'd try and get out and, you know, go somewhere. Uh, Kath got oh. to catch up with some of her girlfriends in Sydney today, so that was nice that for was her. good. Yeah. yeah. That's it's about starting it. To feel, starting to feel a bit more like the real world again. Yeah, and there's talk that Max will be actually resuming in-class TAFE classes from next week so really that'll be nice for him like he's basically been housebound for the last six or eight weeks so but he's a 19 year old with youtube so he doesn't care yeah Yeah, my kids go back on june the 9th i've got to wait till halfway through june right wow but that's only but that's only a week and a half away anyway two weeks away two weeks away Seems like it seems like four years to me, bro. <laughs> yeah. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I, I had I had uh, the 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 head of marketing from Synology email me. They're the uh, about the biggest uh, NAS drive. Oh, I was, yeah, I was going to say network attached storage. Yes, those yes. guys. Yeah, he emailed, they sent me a, a NAS drive box. Um, right before I went before I went to India. Yeah. Nice, yeah, DS nine one eight four bay big. And said, "Can you do a review for us? Just, just, yeah, you know, put your thoughts out there. What you think? Oh, yeah, no worries at all." 
uh, came back from India and uh, got a message from him uh, on, this is about three weeks ago, going, um, oh, how's the review going? <laughs> and um, I didn't bother replying. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then he emailed me about three days ago, and I figured, well, it deserved my most urgent attention now because he's emailed me again. So yeah. I waited a couple. I waited a couple of days <laughs> and sent him an email saying, "Mate, mate, you know, um, is 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 the true the true dink stuff." I came back from India. I was sick. Now I've been bloody homeschooling the kids since middle of March. Yeah, no time to do anything. Kids go back in June 9th. Um, I'll do something after that. <laughs> And he's come back. Oh, see, well, the problem is, see, we've, re- we've replaced. It's been replaced now with a new model. Uh, would it would it be possible for you to do some information on the new model, and we'll send you one of those as well? I'm going, yeah, okay, just send me that one too. <laughs> oh God! So by the time I get around to doing the, because I don't know anything about them, by the time, by the time it comes round, uh, and I get something, it'll be the next model again. Yeah, right. This, keep, this keeps up like a room full of bloody NAS boxes. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, you can, always, you that, can that, always throw the old one my way. I haven't even got it out of the box yet. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not not the box that it comes in, the box that came in shipping box. It hasn't, <laughs> right. even, it hasn't even been opened. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. No, I've got, I've got to, because they don't send drives. So I've got to sell, I've got to sell yeah, one so to buy drives. It's only the, uh, the, the bays. Yeah. yeah, I mean the box. The box is about eight hundred bucks or something, which is nice. Yeah, but if I've got to go spend another thousand bucks to fill up the drives, it's like, <laughs> okay. well, you don't have to fill them all up straight away. No, oh, you do. <laughs> Just, Bruce, come on, you know me. Yeah, if it, <laughs> it's going to be done. It's going to be done big, <laughs> bigger, biggest, biggest. Uh, ah, okay. Dear, dear. <laughs> I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running. The link will be in the show notes. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. Well, speaking of product placement, we're not getting any money for this either. Uh, but I got an email through the week from uh, Affinity because I, at one stage, you know, two years ago, downloaded the trial version of Affinity Photo. Yeah. And they've sent uh, this uh, email marketing blast out to say that they have extended the trial period. So if you want to download Affinity Photo... Instead of getting a 30-day trial, you now get a 90-day trial. So they're copying what Skyland's doing. Okay, I'll take your word for it. The Skyland with their Luminar 4 did exactly the same thing. During, during this pandemic, yeah. everyone's locked inside. Yep. It's all just to have 90 days to play rather than 30. Yep. And so Affinity was going to wrap this up uh, around about today, I think. I think it was like May 20 or May 22 or something. Uh, But they've extended this offer through until June 20th. So if you've been thinking about, you know, having a look at Affinity Photo from all reports, I haven't actually run it myself, uh, it is a really good contender for Photoshop. If you want multi-layers, you know, adjustment layers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd mention I that. I can't believe they I can't believe they sent that to Mr. Darktable. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just. Uh... And they've also got fifty percent off all of their apps at the moment. So, um, 
So 50% off the 90 days, that's 45 days. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> that's confusing. That's just, that, that whole marketing scheme confused me already completely. There you go. Uh, also... But speaking of new drinks... Oh. I was, to, I was, talking, to, I was talking to a guy in, 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 in Colorado on my talk to Colorado the other day, and he was drinking a can of Dr. Pepper and creamy soda mixed together. Right. So what is the flavour of Dr. Pepper? It's pepper, I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is it cherry? I don't know. I have no idea. I've no, I've I've no idea one. either. Me either. But but imagine that and creamy soda. Maybe it's a bit like vanilla, maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, vanilla with vanilla Coke. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Should, I, might, I might try to get a can of creamy soda and a can of Coke and pour them together. Right. I don't mind creaming soda. Well, yeah. But I mean, imagine it's quite—it's quite a vanilla taste to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a vanilla-ish? And yeah, and maybe. and Coke, Coke with vanilla was very popular, so yeah. it might work. Yeah, maybe we should try it with something else completely. Because I mean, you've had Coke lemon, Coke raspberry, Coke yep. orange, Coke peach. That, that, that didn't go there very well, I don't think. Kind of makes sense. Don't remember that. I know. Yeah, it was just re- it was like last year. Coke right. peach. Then they haven't done Coke pineapple yet. Maybe that's the one to try. Right. Yeah. I remember being in Vanuatu in 2016 and they were saying to me there that the Coke vanilla absolutely caused so much social disruption because really? places like uh, Vanuatu where vanilla can grow and grow prolifically, Coke came in and just threw money around to everybody that was growing it. And so you got these families who had never had money suddenly with more money than they knew what to do with and you know they're going out and buying large screen tvs but they didn't have power to run it and you know and it just caused so much social disruption because well it would have been having a tv and no power to run it (laughs) you'd be just walking around going fml wouldn't you (laughs) it's it's a bit it's a bit like when they had it's a bit like when they had um the baby bonus here in Australia, and right. people went out. People went and got pregnant just so they could buy a plasma TV. <laughs> yeah, TV TVs were expensive in those days. You got six thousand bucks for having a kid. Yeah, the TV cost you five and a half. Yeah, so yeah, you got five hundred bucks left to raise the kid. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I'm t- it would happen so often. And I'm not sure if they actually deliberately went out to get pregnant. For I'm sure some might have. Yeah, uh, there's a woman on the, on the radio the other day. Uh, told the newspaper the day she got twenty two children. Um, I'm thinking that's that's a, that's a few baby bones. That's a few TVs. You don't have a lot of rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of TVs. <laughs> we saw today that Olympus yeah. has announced yes. that they are shutting down their camera business in South Korea as of June 30, 2020. It's pretty sad. Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't know if you looked at the article, but uh, the last couple of paragraphs, rumours emerged in November 2019 that Olympus was planning to exit the camera industry worldwide within a year, but the company quickly denied the report. Days later, the Olympus CEO stated that the camera business may be up for sale, but the company then shot down its own chief's statement and stated that there were currently no plans to sell. With the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and its devastating economic effects felt by most companies around the globe, Olympus Camera Division is presumably not on surer footing than it was last year. No. So it's reasonable no. to wonder whether Olympus Korea is simply the first of many dominoes. And if you if you read why, I mean, their, their sales 
absolutely plummeted yep. uh, over a course of a number of years. So it's yep. not just like a, a recent phenomena. No. Uh, and there was no real hope of it ever coming back. Yeah. So why bother? If you, if you can't make a profit, why would you be in that country? And that's yeah. going to be the case to more and more markets, you'd be imagining. Have you ever used any of their digital offerings? Yes. Like everything, everyone I've heard who's used them raves about them. Well, I mean, George Papadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadopadop
status to shoot with the camera, whether they're necessarily yeah. any better or not. Yeah. Yeah, and same with Hasselblad or Phase One. You know, oh, I use this. Yeah, but yeah, Olympus don't play in that field. Yeah. They play in the in the in the economy low end part of the field. The, yeah, the the normal little playing field, and yeah. you're not going to compete with Sony's budgets. So you're not going to compete with even probably Fuji's budgets. Yeah, yeah right. So, and as Olympus have always relied, they're all Olympus for I don't know since the mid '80s. I would say they've never really made any money in their cameras since the '80s. Right. So what's been their oh, main bread and butter? Well, they make um, medical. Oh, okay. So they're a bit like yeah, Konica and Alter in that respect. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they make lots of medical stuff, and I think that's where they've they've kept their 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 funds going. And yeah, they've had spurts here and there where they've done well with cameras, but I wouldn't think they'd be a dominant yeah, thing. Which, and yeah. you look at someone like Pentax. Because I just noticed tonight that Pentax have announced another camera coming out and three new lenses. Yeah, and, right. the, and the only thing you can think of is why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, why, what, yeah, for, how could you possibly make any money? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Regardless, again, how good the quality of the camera gear is. Yeah. It's uh, a mate of mine in, in Perth called Al Dunlop. He, um, he takes beautiful photos with his Pentax. Beautiful shots. Yeah, I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> But it takes beautiful, beautiful shots, great cameras, you know, but if you're selling 10 a year <laughs> in yeah. Australia, there's not many people going out there rushing out to buy the latest Pentax. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and you can tell by how few p- people knew it was announced, you know. Yeah, so yep. It's kind of crazy, so it's a weird, it's a weird and I think, as, as that article says, the COVID-19 is going to expose a lot of them companies. Yeah. Because you know, I've got an article down there somewhere, did I put it in there or did I not put it in there? Um, I didn't. Um, I think in, mirrorless cameras mm. had a seventy-four percent drop in sales in April. Yikes! Seventy-four percent drop, which is what remember last week we talked. I said, oh, those figures that drop doesn't sound anywhere near enough." I reckon that's because of previous shipments. Yeah, remember we talked about that. Well, yeah, I think it's starting to hit. It's starting to hit right. now. Seventy-four percent, and expected to go down even further from there. I don't think it would only be mirrorless getting hit though. Uh, mirrors were the biggest. Is that right? Yeah. So mm. that is a 70. But remember, that, that's not, oh, Sony, because Canon's got mirrorless. Yep. And Nikon's got mirrorless. Yeah. Uh, and Fuji. And uh, so that just mirrorless is, uh, was the biggest hit of all markets. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah. So mm. that was, that was, and I said, I'll expect to see that even worse next month. The next figures that come out um, to be. Uh, here we go. Uh, mirrorless camera sales were down 74% in April. As expected, the huge slump in sales continues. Uh, March showed a 50% drop compared to 2019. Right. April, 74%. But especially since financial sales and shipping reports for the past two months has reflected the expected reality, camera sales have fallen off a cliff yeah. and, still haven't hit, and still haven't hit the bottom. So as I said, I expect to see um, yeah, bigger yeah, drops for, I'd, for I'd imagine May will be even worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then maybe yeah, a slight return. But you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, so look here. So the number of sales, uh, Canon were down twenty percent, Sony twenty four percent, Olympus twenty six percent. There you go. So that's not going to um, help their bottom line much, is it? With a twenty six percent worldwide drop in sales. No. Uh, Here's the thing that those figures are um, 
kind of March-ish figures anyway. So the actual April figures don't come out for another week or so. Right. So. Bye-bye, <laughs> 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 um, baby. Rob Coates wrote to us. And hey, said, hello, Rob. G'day, Inks. Well, who'd have thought? 22 minutes of sound advice. Never in my wildest Shit. hopes and dreams. Forgot about, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We should have, we should have apologised. Very much appreciate the time you spent addressing my questions regarding full frame versus crop sensor cameras. It was all clearly explained, although a couple of parts I had to go back and listen to more than once. Another first for the podcast, I'd venture. (laughs) (laughs) The bottom line that I don't really need a full frame was a slight surprise, but very welcome. Not least because I don't need to try to convince her indoors to let me spend five and a half grand on a new camera and lenses. Especially when you could use that money to come on tour with me to India in March. There you go. I've always known same, my same, 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 yeah. Yeah. 18 to 200 wasn't the Rolls Royce of lenses, but as I read somewhere, it's an ideal travel lens, which was why I originally bought it. Yep, yep. The only thing I wish it had is a tilting LCD screens, screen because with my old dicky knees, if I kneel down to get a low shot, it takes me five minutes to get back up again. Anyway, now, many... I, would, I would agree with that completely. Just I'll, I'll break that down as well. That, that's a, that could be a valid reason to update, but... You could update a crop sensor body with a flip lens, uh, yep. flip screen, and still keep using all your lenses. Yep. So the same kind of thing. That doesn't need to go to a, 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 a thirty-five mil sensor with, to get a flip screen. You can get that yep. actually easier in lower models anyway. But yep. that's that's what I talked about. I mean, when you start butting up against issues with gear, hmm. uh, that says, well, is there something that is going to give me more pleasure in my shooting? Uh, and if a flip mirrors, a flip screen is going to do that. For anybody, that makes a lot of sense. I do lots of stuff when I'm travelling uh, with my 15 to 30 on. Uh, at 15 mil, I just bend over, put the camera on the ground, and, and guesstimate an angle and shoot. Right. How I would lo- how I would love to have a flip screen to be more sure of what I'm aiming at. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm I know the angles pretty well. Yeah. But it's not the same as knowing you know yeah. it, 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 I, I would love a flip screen as well so I'm, I'm totally down with that as well that would be a, a great and if that's a feature that at some point goes you know what my knees are really getting shot and for this stuff i love doing yep um that's a good reason to go and spend a thousand bucks maybe you know so yep. Anyway, many thanks for your advice, and who knows, maybe one or two of the other six listeners might have learned something too. Regards, Rob Goats. Oh, good on you. Yeah, I'm glad. He, I'm glad he wrote. Now I think we asked if he could give us feedback. So I mean, because we might we might make it a a bi a biannual uh, event, Bruce. What's that? Giving giving out good advice. <laughs> Let's not set the bar too high. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think we have to get somebody else on, obviously, with us. Yeah, yeah, to to do that. But you know, yep. David Marland sent us uh, an email and said, this may be of interest. Heritage Bank, which is a Victorian bank, uh, is running a photographic awards. This is their 32nd year, I think it said. Yep. Uh, And this particular photography award thingamajiggy is open now and is open until the 26th of June. Entries closed. What's it on? It's on the web. Open category, yeah. theme uh, category, resilience, young photographer award, mobile phone award. So there's a few different categories there, yeah. and there's fifty thousand dollars in prizes to be won. Wow! Now you'll need to read the fine print. It's probably limited to Australian 
entrance, but uh, yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning given that it's open for the next month or so, so yeah. people will have time to hear this on the podcast and have time to go out and shoot some stuff and enter and yeah. Uh, Carl Hemmings sent us a couple of emails. He said, hi, guys, this lens looks interesting and check out the review of it from Luke and shots taken with it in beautiful Tassie. And this lens is the Lauer the 10mm, sorry, 10 to 18mm f4.5 to 5.6. So uh, I would imagine this is a manual focus lens. Most of the lower stuff yeah, is... The, yeah, I think they're starting to get some autofocus stuff out. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's some really nice sample images there. Great-looking lens. I kind of wish hmm. I'd waited for something like that rather than just got the 15mm. Uh, admittedly, my 15mm is f2, uh, so I can get much more shallow depth of field if I want it, but having that range of 10 to 18mm would have been lovely. I know, I know the importers of lower lenses. If you ever want to try one... Oh, me up. if you've got a, if you've got like a, a project cover, something you uh, specifically you want to use it for. Okay, I can try. I can try and get you a loan. I can't guarantee, but I can try. I should be able to. But yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, P.S. Glynn might have to try a Sony again to play with this super wide baby. Uh, and then he sent us <laughs> another one and said, "Hi, Team Shutters Inc. Good advice about cropped versus thirty-five mil frame sensor. It was a bit That's hard. Two for <laughs> two for two what? Two. Two pieces who thanked us, two people who thanked us for advice. Yes. <laughs> On the same piece of advice. It was a bit hard to understand, Glenn. It sounded like he was underwater. Ah, <laughs> uh, you said I had some, you had some problems with my audio. <laughs> we did. Speaking of a Nikon D700, I have one of those since new in 2009. Cost me $4,400 retail back then. Yeah, the you can the pick them up yeah. for $800 now. It's a fantastic body, basically a Pro D3 in a small body. I added a battery grip, which then increases the frame rate from five to eight frames per second for sports. Does that ever make any sense to you? The high frame rate? The, the con of you put a battery pack on the bottom and all of a sudden the fan thing can shoot more? Oh, that's what? an absolute rot. Surely that's just a, it's just a software block yeah. that gets unlocked. I mean, what a con. Oh, these, absolutely. These companies, these companies yeah. know what they're doing, don't they? Yep. Uh, I've been using it to shoot cycle racing and indoor basketball. Indoor events right. can be a bit of a strain if you want to shoot at one th- one thousandth of a second. But as long as you have fast glass and can shoot at f1.8 to f2.8 at one one thousandth and no more than 4,000 ISO, you can get great results and acceptable noise you don't see when you print anyway. Another thing a 35mm frame body has over a cropped body is it has a brighter, bigger viewfinder. We're talking about bodies with mirrors, obviously, not mirrorless. Yeah. yeah. Glenn is correct. When you put a Nikon DX cropped sensor lens on a, for example, D7035 mil frame body, a rectangle will appear in the viewfinder showing the reduced view the sensor will capture. Also, in that situation, the D700 output will drop from 12 megapixels to 6 megapixels. By the way, I bought the sister to the D700, the D300S cropped body second hand for four hundred dollars mainly for the added reach of the cropped sensor for bird photography i.e my 180 mil prime now becomes a 270 mil 
One of the reasons I stuck to an older D300S body was obviously the cost and the interchangeability between the two bodies. The battery grip and the batteries are all the same. On a side note, when I first got the D300 cropped body, I added the battery grip to see the increase in frame rate. At first... I didn't see any difference. I thought maybe the batteries were flat. I checked it by putting it back on the D700 and I got a speed increase. I was scratching my head. So I did a Google and found the cropped sensor will not increase in speed with the battery pack attached unless you switch <laughs> from 14-bit RAW to 12-bit RAW capture. Oh, God. Who would have guessed? The 35mm sensor D700 does not suffer that. I hope you don't mind me going off topic. Regards, Carl. So I can understand topic, the reduction in bit rate or bit resolution of the raw capture that does at least make sense because that's yeah, that a, does, yeah. that's a, a matter of how much data you can write through the system you know when exactly. you're trying to do burst yeah, shooting exactly. without, so, bu- without the buffer filling up yeah that, that makes sense yeah but the con of having to put the battery pack on to get yes yeah, totally it's totally that's a load that's a load of bunkum that's it but um back in the film days you said you could either buy a film winder or a motor drive and uh, right. yeah, they charge you a fortune for a drive that could do like two and a half frames a second or four frames <laughs> yeah. a, versus your motor winder, which did one frame a second, which was right. moderately cheap. You know? Yeah. It's Speaking of a load long, of bunker, a long-going rot. Yes. What stories have you got? Oh me? <laughs> no, that was it. I think you've covered it all. Haven't you? <laughs> no. I got anything? I got a thing there on sharks on wide angle. Yeah. Yeah. So click on that. I'm just loading that up in my browser as we speak. Shooting hockey player portraits. So, nothing to do with sharks. How disgraceful is that for misleading advertising? What? It said sharks, doesn't it? it definitely says sharks. It did. It? It's not sharks. Oh, it's the San sharks. Jose sharks. <laughs> the San Jose. No, so, so basically, what the, the, the only reason I um, I um, put this article in, hey, it's a pretty cool shot. There's you know, guys taking photos of yeah. ice hockey players from... Underneath a piece of plexiglass. Nice. This is nothing new. There's yeah. nothing new. It's nicely lit. It's, it's cool. That's yeah, yeah. good. So the the, the 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 main reason why I put this article up is because the photograph is a good example of something I teach quite a lot when shooting with my ultra with shooting with my fifteen mil lens. Mm. Um, if you look at the hockey player, yeah. What's how is he standing? Um, reasonably upright. Yeah, but he's not. When a hockey player's over the puck, what's he doing? He's bent. Bent almost half over, isn't he? So Normally. actually, in, actually, in, well, he's in this photograph too. But when you're shooting with an ultra-wide-angle lens, like from someone's feet, if you yeah. let them stand up, the same, same when you're shooting buildings, you have wide-angle lenses push buildings back. Yeah, yep. If you, let, if you let them stand up straight, they look like they're leaning away from the camera. So, yeah. so it's a kind of a neat, neat optical trick. I get my models to bend over almost in two. And right. in, but in the photo, it looks like they're standing up straight. Oh, okay. So, this, so, so, so as I was looking through articles, I saw their image. I knew exactly what what it was. I thought, well, that's a pretty right. good example to just to demonstrate. So I thought I'd just put that one up. A because it's a, you know, it's, it's not the first idea for someone to stand under some plexiglass, but um, it was still kind of a cool example of how to use a wide angle lens and use that yeah. trickery to produce a normal looking shot. Uh, I yeah. did see, I did see the DJI, the massive mm-hmm. drone company. May be getting kicked out of the US. What? Why? Because uh, a court has upheld a patent infringement lawsuit by a US drone company. 
Right. That happens to be, that happens also to be Chinese owned, this US drone company, I might add. But the International Trade Commission uh, legal uh, case found they've breached copyright. Wow. And what happens because of that is going to um, be interesting to watch. Yeah. So that's just one of those watch these spaces kind of things. Wow. Now, you know, I know you're Mr. Black Table guy, right? Yeah, uh, uh, but you know, are you coming to the end of the stuff you can talk about? Is that why? Is, uh, no. Did I, did I see? Did I see right that there wasn't a, hasn't been an uploaded video since April twenty two? No, that's not true. Oh, well, maybe I well, put up a video a last U- week, and I've got a new one that goes up tonight. YouTube said April twenty two. I did have a, a bit of a break. I, I did oh, have a five week break, oh, but I've, I've oh. I'm back on it now. Yeah, you're going to lose people if you keep that sort of... So if you're running out of things to say, I came across this one called Digicam. Yes, I've heard of Digicam. Digicam apparently is an awesome free Photoshop replacement as well. Yeah, another but, free and but, open software. Yep. But the, the, the raw engine system that they use, I'm told, updates far more frequently than Darktable and the other... Free, one of the other main free ones. So, if, so when new cameras come out, it's one of the ones that updates to the new to be able to access those files quicker than anybody else. Right. So yep. I thought that was interesting, but I thought, well, yeah, if you're running out of stuff, jump, jump tables, go from the dark <laughs> table to the digicam table and become Mister Digicam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, maybe not. I, I, speaking of dark table, I was. Mm. Doing, I, I must say, I had a bit of a laugh, a bit of a giggle. Oh, yeah? That someone uh, was commenting about your dark table videos online, right? <laughs> and it says, and I quote: "Bruce Willis's learning dark table is pretty good too." <laughs> so either, either they've got your name, or they think uh, <laughs> Mr. Bruce Willis and you are the same person. Or he's, or he's, I said, he's, up, he's got his own. He's competing against you now, and I reckon he's probably got more followers. Yeah, he probably has. Bruce Willis's <laughs> Learning Dark Table. There you go. So, what's that movie when he's when he's stuck up the top of a building and Christmas? The Christmas movie. Yeah. What's that one? Die Hard. That's the one, Mister. You're Mister. I'm going to call you Mister. Die Hard from now. You should be Bruce <laughs> Die Hard Dark Table Williams to, to make sure you differentiate yourself from Bruce Willis. There. Um. Someone. Someone did. Someone did comment below. there going. I'm guessing you mean Bruce Williams with a wink, smiley face. But yes, he has a very extensive set of tutorials on everything related to Darktable. 40 plus videos at this point. So he's a bit behind. So where were and you seeing bit, this? Oh, I don't know. I copied and pasted from somewhere. It was, um, I think it was a Dutch channel, might have been. Right. And anyway, and he's all, uh, here's the thing. This, I, had a laugh, I had to have a bit of a laugh. Uh, he's busy adding some more, some on Darktable 3. So it's a while ago. Also, he's a photographer with a lot of experience. So a lot of what he presents is, is from the point of view of a photographer trying to get sensible results. <laughs> I don't know what other people but photographers would be using Darktable 1, quite frankly, than <laughs> photographers. But, you know, what are you, you going to do? Let me use that. Uh, and the last thing I've got, other than taking yeah. the piss out of you and Bruce Willis, is that Sony announced this week uh, the world's first camera sensor with built-in AI. Wow. Now, I don't quite understand it because it's, it's for people like you. It's a nerdy thing. Isn't it? yeah. it's, not, it's not being announced for cameras just yet. Okay? Right. So, uh, it, well, not for, not for yeah, SLR, yeah, S, you know, cameras. 
but it, it does it says it's got some interesting interesting things it's going to be able to do it could be paired with cloud services directly yeah so it can be shipping data it can be shipping data from the sen- so what the what I'm, what I'm kind of gathering so far it can be using stuff like as a sensor at the back of or a ca- little little camera sensor at the back of a, a fridge that when you know, that so it's got bottles of milk in a, in a supermarket and when that gets um, emptied the sensor goes off and triggers something to be refilled as an example it's got the intelligence to to be to be monitoring as well as just shooting right at the moment it's only a one 2.3 of an inch sensor that has it still 12 megapixels which is you know, not yep. horrendous and but what I was thinking of those is well what could they be doing with intelligence, artificial intelligence on a sensor in the photographic realm, what's what's the possibilities? The what's the because yeah, you know, photography is reasonably static as far as technological advancements uh, of late. Uh, you've got you know your, your com- computational photography is kind of in its infancy, but still not doing much with SLRs, mostly only with mobile phones. But what could what could a, what could a sensor that could think be able to do to your photos? Do you think? We've seen we've seen um, these programs, these little devices you can put on top of your camera that assess a scene and tell you recommendations of what kind of settings to use. Yeah. Or maybe your sensor looking through the lens could be seeing and understanding what the subjects you're aiming at and giving you recommendations. Maybe it could make it. Maybe it could turn program into a far more intelligent operating system for your camera by assessing you know, the light and shadow, who's your main subject, where's your focus point, how far away light sources are from your subject to make the relevance to which one's important, and putting bias towards exposure based on it actually thinking about the scene. Yeah, right. It would be quite quite revolutionary. So, so I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but I think, well, there's something to, to consider where the future of photography could go if the sensor itself could think. Yeah. You know, how, it could, how it could direct... Um, yeah, you know, what's being shot and how it's being shot, or or styles and looks, you know, coming straight from the horse's mouth rather than just a dumb. Because basically, when you when you di- when you dial up a change of contrast or a white balance or whatever on your camera, it's a dumb change. It's it's it's, it's, it's a human intervention saying, "I think this." Yeah. Uh, so it's, so it, it's making making human choices, but this could be actually a machine going, "Hang a sec." Those lights look like points of light coming from the ceiling. They must be halogen, therefore changing yep. white balance. You know, the, the whole process of how it thinks about stuff, it always studies the 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 the, the color tones or the light the light pile. All I don't know, all sorts of ideas about how all of a sudden maybe the photography might become redundant because yeah. the chip does all the yeah all the work. You put it in portrait mode as an example on your camera. And all of a sudden, this starts taking rock and portraits because it's really grasping and understanding. Thing, you know, no, no, no longer needing a one point two lens to blur out the background because the sensor realizes what you want to do, and computationally puts in uh, computational photography to make that happen in a seamless way. You know, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's it's got far-reaching implications, I think, for for photography down the track. Yeah. So, so anyway. That's it. We're done for the week. All right. We, we are done. We came, we came, we saw, we conquered. And, Absolutely. Uh, now we get to do other stuff. That's right. Blend, blend another day into like every other day and go and do some homeschooling. That's it, mate. Will you enjoy your weekend? And I will uh, talk with you next week. No worries. Bye, everybody. Bye. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.
For questions, comments and feedback, email theboys at shuttersinpodcast.com. 